Hey guys, welcome back once again to the Golf Podcast. We've got so much to talk about. Scotty Scheffler. Oh my God, the amazing rise to number one. So he's quickly. the man right now. Yeah, but Tiger did it quicker. We'll talk about that mm -hmm. because I dug up some interesting stats on this because it is incredible how quickly Scheffler has gone to number one. But the other day, I got to start the show off with this because the other day, Mike asked me a question that got me thinking. And I said, I got to ask this on the show because I want to hear what you guys think. So drop it in the comments. I'm scared below. what question this was. Yeah, because you do fire away a lot I of did. questions at me on a regular basis. But the other day you asked me if there was just, you could pick just one current golfer. One, it's got to be current. We're mm. not going to talk about mm. like all, mm. of all time. But one current golfer that you'd like to see rise back to their former career high, who would it be and why? And there's a lot of good ones in the mix. I mean, you think about guys like Hunter Mayhan. Yeah. Remember how dominant he was? You we know? even went to the uh, Barclays at Ridgewood when he won. We were there. Yeah. Right. And you think, of course, you know, this week we're going to talk about the Valero where Spieth came, you know, got back Spieth's to Spieth's 2015 was epic. Right. I think he won like a gazillion times. So even times. though he did win at the Valero, that like you know, it's not at that level again. Right. There's a lot of you we know. Fowler's been on everyone's tongue, but but who is it? So first, you tell me who. You I, I think you know. I th I think of Jason Day. He had that hot where he won the PGA Championship. He was winning everything and anything. Yeah. And then he kind of fell off. Jimmy Walker had a couple of good wins, and then he won at Baltusrol, and I was like, oh, this you know, and I became like a Jimmy Walker fan. And then he got sick with limes, and he kind of fell off. But if it comes back to, I think Spieth. For me, it's Spieth because I really enjoyed watching a young Spieth dominate that year where he won the Masters, that he almost did it again. Like He was hot for a while. I think he beat DJ for the U.S. Open. That's where I'm going with. That's where, where didn't going? DJ three-putt? He three-putt the last, the last hole. I remember that. Whistling Straits, right? It, it was Whistling or Bandon. I think they don't think they did a band. I think it was whistling. It was straight. whistling straight. Yeah, I remember that. That was wild. But I, you said my guy. My guy would be Day. Maybe it was Chambers Bay. But go ahead. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I've been. I've Day. always okay. been a huge Jason Not ben Day Crane. fan. Ben Crane. Not a Bubble <laughs> Boy. Oh my God! Remember that? Yeah, exactly. We actually we met him at that Barclays. No, we met him we met at Liberty at National. Liberty National. Yep. When he it was, was a the Bubble Boy. We got to dig that picture up. We Talk have that on our jam. Instagram. I just saw it this morning. So we're going gonna, going to find that. Yeah. We're going to yeah. find that and, and reshare that. That was a gem. But yeah, for me, Jason Day, Day, I mean, world number one, you know, and he's, he, we saw after that the struggle he had health wise. I remember the, uh, I don't remember the event, but I remember it happening when he had to take a seat. He got very dizzy. Remember mm -hmm. that? And then he had the back issues. And then more recently, just in the last couple of weeks, he lost his mother. But um, I think he's, he's, an, he's just got an incredible story. I think he's got, when he's healthy, he's got a great golf game that's fun to watch. And I think he's one of those guys that just, I like rooting for him. I think he's a great dude. Yeah. Um, and I think, I, you know, he's he's one of those ones that I'd like to have on the podcast. I know you really want to have Justin Thomas. That's your like ultimate goal is to yeah. get JT on the show. Which, by the way, if anybody's listening, got a line to JT, let him know. Mike wants him on the show. Like, he's got some questions it for It would him. be a dream come true. And I think even like a snippet with JD would, uh, JT would count, right? If we like called Anything. him on like the street one day and recorded on my <laughs> phone. Run up to him with a microphone. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even know he's on a podcast <laughs> and he's on the podcast. But yeah, for me, but it's Jason, Jason Day. Jason Day, huh? But who do you guys who got? Who else is there out there? I can't even think if there was any other golfers who were hot and then just not. Lee Westwood, maybe way back. Does anyone want to see Lee Westwood get hot again? I remember. Remember when like Snedeker was really hot. Snedeker was. Remember he was. Kuchar was in like every top ten ever. Yeah, I remember Snedeker winning the FedEx Cup that one year. Right? Didn't yeah. he win? The, he won the yeah, FedEx he, Cup. Incredibly hot. He was. Yeah, he was. And I think he was so entertaining at his height because his the flat stick, the way he, you know, right. when he, he would get hot putter. putting, he was just unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Now you can make arguments with some of these guys that you know age-wise, like that was earlier on, that was years ago in their career. But I don't know. A lot of these guys, they'd still be young enough to do it. i just love to see them return you know, it back on. You know what I think a lot of it comes down to? I think the common variable with these guys kind of falling off, and, and Speed's maybe an exception because he doesn't fall in the category, dad life. You think it's it? I think you get more into dad life. I, I had dropped my car off at my mechanic, which is down the hill from my house. I walked to go pick it up, I had shin splints for four days. <laughs> and you're blaming this on your kids? Yeah. Not, <laughs> hey, hey, that is not exactly a short walk, and you're walking all downhill. So I bet you're stomping on your heels the I whole, whole way down the hill. That's one-way one ticket kids, to shin but, splints. But the kids but do his exhaust kids. life. You know what I mean? I don't know. Sure. I'm blaming it on the kids. Now, I, look, I think it's, it's more so these guys look at staying Ricky. healthy. And I think it's also, um, it's just, it's, I think the nature of golf in so many ways is that these guys will, will 
get hot, they'll get into form, they'll get on a streak. And when they do, they're, they're seemingly unstoppable, like we're seeing with Scotty Scheffler right now. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with lots of guys getting these hot streaks. And I think that's what literally makes it so amazing what Tiger did. Yeah. What was like, what was it, like 900 weeks at world number one? Because we see a lot of different guys. There's just so much talent dispersed throughout the PGA Tour. Yeah, you're right. That any of these guys can get on mm-hmm. these really, really hot streaks, just be winning like on a tear for a while. Yeah, and it just it. seems so it's hard to sustain. Yeah. And you got someone who's just on fire, right? Like anything they touch. What if, would, what, what if we had a Freddie Couples comeback tour? What if <laughs> Freddie just we came op- back? If just... we open it up to all time. Well, we yeah. said we wanted to see Freddie at the players again. You know? We did say that. We did say you know, that. I always nice. enjoy watching him at the Masters. Right. And by the way, just back on my kids' theory. Sorry. I mean, you can look this up. Did John, has John Rahm won since the birth of his child? Has Roy McIlroy won? Has Ricky Fowler won? I'm pretty sure John Rahm I don't, has. I, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know. how think, good this theory is going to hold water. And there's a lot of guys who I've seen winning, and then they're holding their like they're, <laughs> they're holding kids. like all eleven. Yeah, kids. they're like ah. all right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think this is just a very fancy way for Mike to make excuses for his uh, dad life is uh, slowing. You know, down I walk his up the play. stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Farmers, look. Oh, the U.S. Open in 21. I don't think he was a dad yet, though. So I'm still like, look, Zach uh, combing through the Wikipedia hard. Here we are. Until we until we divulge into just scrolling sorry, through people's sorry. Wikipedia articles now. Let's let's talk a little bit about last week before we dig into this week, because I think this week is going to be the final. And it always seems to be like that that real kind of t- uh, form. Talking about form, tune up for the Masters. Um, yeah, you're right. Because the Valero is just a place that it tends to play very kind of similarly in a lot of different ways. What, you <laughs> What'd you get the there? Stat? Yep. April third, he I believe had a daughter. And then no, and, this was his second child. Oh, okay. yeah, defunct. I was gonna say, didn't he even have two kids. Yeah, so two. so that's just a yeah. But he still hasn't won since. All right, let's keep going. Totally. Uh, uh, that theory he won, he won the U.S. Open. That theory lasted thirty seconds instead. <laughs> All right, so let's get back. We'll talk about a little bit about last week, and then we'll dive into this week. The the uh, WGC Dell and and first of all guys if you're not already in our clubhouse go to golfisty.com slash clubhouse uh, we've got a private messaging forum on on uh, on Telegram it's a lot of fun and then that way we can we kind of yeah talk we talk tour weekend, so, equipment yeah we've got a whole section there for tour that we can we kind of uh, we'll, we'll 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 chat about it as these things are unfolding but as we were watching this one thing that I'll, I'll say I I enjoy this match play I've said it before five day event I want to see more match play events I think there are certain guys who just rise to the occasion in in this format a, a, an example of that is Kevin Kisner mm-hmm. he played incredibly and I think that you know the old saying you know when the trains come and get off the tracks I think that that's what we have with Scheffler. He was just unstoppable. Unstoppable. You take Scotty Scheffler out of the mix, Kiz, Kiz wins that thing. Easily. I mean, I obviously he came down to the final. But you, I saw just recently his uh, Kisner's wit record. For, with those, for, two, those only two losses? Yeah. I mean, here we go. Here's his graphic. Look at this record since 2019 in his in match play. And look at some of the names he's he beat. Finau, Ustase, and Molinari, Kuchar, JT. He's just... He's JT a, twice. Yeah, look at him. He's Three a times. match play specialist. And I think there's certain guys that it just it just stands out a little bit. You get to see a little bit more of them in a match play event. And the other thing I like about it is, you know, this, the last couple holes aside, when then the, there's only like maybe two, two groups left out on the course on Sunday. That aside... Mm rarely when you're watching golf on Sunday, do you get to see kind of somebody's entire round play out? You're right. skipping around. We're seeing what's going on all over. With match play, you kind of get to just zone in and just kind of like absorb yourself in someone's round because mm. you're just watching. Let's say it's just the final match. It's the only thing that's on. Yeah. And maybe that in the consolation match is also going on. But but still, you get to sit and really you know dive in. I like to see, like, just watch I, a match play out. Man. I do. I like that. I just, I'm not a fan of the current layout of the WGC match play. I think it could be done so much better. Okay. And I thought about this, and as I was driving in here today, I was thinking, like, if you're going to do brackets, do brackets the right way. Give me the top 64 players in the world. You want a one and done? Is that what you're I saying? want a one and done because at the end of the day, in order to win March Madness, you have to go 6-0. and Right. I think in order to win this thing, go 6-0. and Crank up first prize to $5 million. Hear me out here, right? Okay, I'm ready. You need Let's more go. money tour? Go get more sponsors, right? You got four brackets now. So it's like March Madness, instead of north bracket, southwest, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. go out and get the Hyundai 
McDonald's bracket. Go get more money somehow if okay. you need it, if you even need it. But I'm talking crank up the purse and one winner stands at the end of the day and do it like this. Give me a four-day tournament. Don't give me this five-day tournament stuff. Give me a four-day tournament. Go on a Torrey Pines where there's a north course, south course. You can get everyone off shotgun start. Give me a, a two rounds on Thursday, one on Friday, two on Saturday, and then one massive banger, 1v1 Sunday. Okay. And how, how in this instance are you going to seed them? Is it going to be like the NCAA? Do you do Correct. it by rankings? You do it by world rankings. Okay. But you're going to have to get creative because I think there's, there's different region rank brackets. Well, you just have one you know, official world golf rank. So just one versus 64. Right, and then so on and so forth. So you're Two saying versus, the top 64, uh, you know, guys get invited. The top 64 to get in with alternates if anyone's injured. Okay, and, and you basically through. get your one and done, and get the thing done in four days. And if you lose on day one or in the morning, you're out. Get in your plane and go home. <laughs> you know, I really like that idea because I think that would be a great way you for do, the PGA Tour to get new golfers, uh, like get new names into the news cycle. Because, like, what happens if the 64 takes down world number one? Like, then that guy becomes like the, the same biggest Peter name in story golf. going on here in Jersey. It's a Cinderella story. Yeah, you got to have a good Cinderella story. You want like Doug Gim beating John Rahm in round one. And I want guys in the office doing brackets for this now. I think they do brackets. For well, that. they do know, brackets, but it's, it's yeah, like, it's weird. Yeah, because this guy's three and one. I was like, right. well, he lost, but he's here. I don't know. They just they move on. It's a round robin. They it's move a round on. Robin. I don't like it. I do get that. Obviously, the one and done, you know, win or lose is a much clearer thing to understand. Right. It takes a little I mean, less it's a, explaining. It's, a, it's but. a hard grind for the guys in like the great, the elite eight because they're there a long time. They're playing a lot of grueling yeah. rounds. Well, even even Scheffler who won the first thing he said, he was exhausted. Right. But that's, why, that's what I'm saying. Sunday. That's what I'm saying. Up right? the purse. Make it make it worth the exhaustion. Yeah. Like there's a five million dollar prize on the line for this thing. It's you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys think? Let us know. Do you like I, the way I like it is? It. I like I like I said, I like anything with done. the match play. Yeah, I mean match play. I mean, I'm in okay with mixing up the show. I said I said in the previous podcast that I'd like to see four match play events per season, per year. Yeah. And I'd like to see them just sprinkled throughout. Yeah, I, I, dude, I'm telling you, I'd love to see an alt shot. I'd love to see like JT and one other guy go alt shot with a alt shot would be cool. It's something different. Yeah, I mean, you might see that on the the, uh, the Super League tour. Yeah, uh, who knows what we're gonna see? Yeah, who over knows there. what we're, we're gonna still see? Waiting there. to hear more about it, but but uh, okay. So let's talk about you know Scheffler though, because here's in, in just incredible. The guy's got three. Like I said before, you know, get off the tracks when the train is coming. Three wins in five events. And we, we had this very interesting thing that we pulled up the, the other, like somewhere in our notes when we were discussing it, where he just like, didn't he say he attended the match play event? Yeah, Zach, put that graphic up. Love it. From a fan to a champ. So yeah, 2016. Here's a picture of him as a fan in Austin watching the event to winning it in 2022. Look at the different caliber of the clothing and the apparel. He's just more polished as a pro versus the fan. It's great. <laughs> it's so cool to see, you know? But it's just it's what just incredible. Story. So I guess the big stat that everyone's talking about is that, you know, he became number one so fast from his first PGA Tour win. So it took him 42 days uh, to get to world number one from his first win. Now, one thing that you don't see in this statistic, and that's what I was talking about before, <laughs> it was him and Rom, and that that's that's too funny. But um, one thing you don't see in that statistic is that Scheffler was on tour for a bit before he got his win. Yeah, he finally got that. I say finally, like like all of a sudden, like I'm a PGA Tour winner, like it's so easy. <laughs> yeah, right? you know, he gets his win in February and goes on. It's like right. <laughs> Come on, Scotty. Finally, Jesus, get that Scotty. win. We've been waiting. <laughs> I heard it the second it came out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, no, All right. So anyway, he gets his win in February, and then he just starts winning, right? Mm -hmm. The difference with Tiger, what you didn't see in that stat, was how quickly he did it from, from turning professional. So I dug into this a little bit. And saying like how long it takes from the moment you turn pro until you reach the pinnacle world number one, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen to this. Tiger debuted September 1st, 1996 at the Greater Milwaukee Open. He ascended to number one in the world rankings on June 15th, 1997 at the age of 21. Nine months later. Jeez. So, yep, just shy of nine. It was like eight months and two weeks it took him from the moment he turned pro to be the number one golfer in the what world. What an incredible stat. Yeah. Jeez. That's just. But I love uh, this outrageous. stat. You know, the one thing about Scotty Scheffler, we don't know. First of all, born and raised Ridgewood, New Jersey. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. I'm, I'm speaking of Wikipedia, but local here's a guy. Yeah, not only is he a local guy, but Scotty attended 
the grade school where my wife currently works and my wife's colleagues had him in his class. That's cool. Because he's only, you know, what is he? He's 20, he's 25. So we're talking 19 years ago. I mean, my wife's been there for 14 years. So she almost, she just missed him. You know what I mean? <laughs> How weird is that? That is so weird. Scotty, come back home, play around come with back us home. here in uh, let's, Ridgewood Country Club. Let's, let's go, go out there. We could do Ridgewood Country Club. And by the way, no schlep. Masters uh, 2021 T18, PGA Championship T4, US Open T7, US Open T8. These are all last year's results. He had he had three top eights and a top and a, and a T18. So yeah. Scotty yeah, knows no majors he's got the, and he's trending. The, the game and, and it just like I said, something clipped, clicked. He got into form in January, mm. in February, won and then just never looked back. Uh, but I think there is a certain point where exhaustion sets in. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, we'll see him back at the Masters next week, and we'll see how much he can keep that pedal to the metal. Dude, at 16 to 1, why wouldn't you put every bit of dollars you've got on that? He's not even in the top eight. They got Rom going off at 950, Mark Howe at 1100, Speeth at 1200, and you got Scheffler all the way down at 16. I don't know, guys. Where's Cam Smith? Cam Smith 14. is just below JT, which is, remains my pick to win the Masters. I still think JT's, it's going to be JT's year. It's going to be Cam Smith's year. Cam Smith is a great pick for the Masters as well. Uh, I don't know. It's very tough. I mean, what do you guys think? You think Scotty has got it to, to, to keep winning in this fashion? I mean, wow, that's going to be tough. It, it's, it's gruelingly exhausting to just to keep winning. It really is. Especially, think about it, just going that deep be into these events. Don't, you know, everyone goes, oh, he's hot. He's trending. He's trending. He's hot. Yeah, it's one thing when your game is clicking, but you got to take in the fatigue. You got to take that in. You know, by the way, Freddie's going off at the bottom at a thousand to one. Should we throw a couple peanuts at Freddie? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Freddie. Let's go. If Freddie won the Masters, it would be incredible. Oh, my God. But we're going to talk more about the Masters in a minute because we got a lot to cover with Tiger. Um, got to watch Brooks at the Masters. Always got to watch Brooks at the Masters. You do. He's of sneaky. Of course. Sneaky. You know, yeah. The year I remember the, what, with Tiger, he came in second that year. But yeah, this is wild. The, the, t- the Tiger trackers are, are reaching stalker levels at this point. Stalker. Tracking his, his flights, which we'll talk about. But let's, let's just quickly dig in a little bit on the, the Valero Texas Open this week. Um, I think this is always an interesting decision whether people you know, decide to be in that field and play or not. Yep. Um, a lot of them, it, it just, a lot of the players I find that they stay better in form if they're playing in competition. So they like to stay in competition. There's, there's a certain um, rhythm to being in competition week over week yeah. versus practice rounds. So right. I think the decision often comes down to do I go to Augusta early, play, get some extra practice rounds in, or do I play in, uh, in Texas that week, stay in that competitive form? So we saw you got Roy McIlroy, Matsuyama, Spieth, uh, Bryson. Yeah. Um, Woodland, there's a lot of big names. I'm shocked with Matsuyama. I figure returning champ to Augusta would be on site more, doing more, having to be there more. But I, don't know. I would imagine he could fulfill all his obligations. Starting on Monday. For, starting yeah. on Monday. Um, but TPC San Antonio, um, I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, really eyeballs on this event just to kind of see, and especially your, your DFS guys and your. Guys who are making you know bets for the Masters want to see how things shape up this week in Texas. You, you win boots and a trophy. That's what I was going to say. You guys need some cowboy boots like that. That's why I'm waiting. Set. I'm waiting for the uh, Texas swing. We that should we do, do like a match where if the one guy loses, you got to do the next round in like cowboy boots. The whole round. The huh? whole round. That'd be pretty wild. But you know, um, this seems like a really cool event. It's a tough, tough track. I mean, I said <laughs> here's my scouting report coming from Xbox 2K1. But anyway, I'm not going to go down that hole. Um, Where you shot a 57 this morning? Yeah. I, I got a funny one coming to you soon okay, about that. Right, stay tuned. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to share with you my score from playing Bally Owen from the forward tees. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's comical. Um, um, so this course, Greg Norman design. My question here, the reason I want to bring Shark. this up, why? I mean, they didn't, they didn't pull that off the schedule. They disinvite Phil. Well. They, okay, speculation. speculation. Sorry, I don't mean to... to there's rumors that Phil was told not to come we to Augusta. He was encouraged not to come to Augusta. Right? They which removed, is, which they is removed, wild. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Past champ, multiple past champ. Um, they remove Phil and Norman from the players' swing montage, and but they left the track here. Well, they're know. not going to move an event this and that... That where would they just go? The course designer, he doesn't own it. Yeah, out, so. and then I don't think I don't think it's gotten to that. It where seems like you got lawyers start. and letters, and I hate you, and you hate me, Jay. It's like, I think we see we want to do a match, put Jay Monahan and Greg Norman in there. <laughs> 
I don't know. You'd sell out. Yeah, but people. it's what people like to say. They like to well, see look, that Well, look, I mean, that's why kind of like lending into the next thing that we want to talk about, this Netflix series. Yeah. These I are think great. that this is going to be one of the biggest things. And so you had this week, what was it, Poulter and they had Fitzpatrick. Which they is got a these guy guys. I you notice some, some funky things about. on their hats there. That's exactly why they have him mic'd up, Mike. And they're mic'd up. I have a feeling they got that. I think they're doing all this strategically, and they're going to do an amazing job of showing fans new like personalities, personalities yeah. that you would not uh, like. True, you think they're just like, trying to not it? normally Be- because like, Fitz, latch onto. Fitz seems like a guy with a very low key personality. He's quiet. So he's like kind of like a Paul. Yeah, Casey. but Poulter's the other side of that. Poulter's story. the complete opposite. So you know, and, and for anybody who's who's listening and not watching it. the show, what we're referencing is that uh, a couple of these guys were spotted at, at the um, the match play event with uh, microphones clipped to their hats, and it's to record some of the behind the scenes, you know, audio and dialogue for this Netflix series that's going to be coming out. But I I think it couldn't come out at a better time. Where you hear us just talking about it here you know, with Greg Norman and stuff like that. There's so many side stories mm-hmm. and everything else that are going on that honestly, I just feel like this is one more thing that could really help bring more people into uh, into golf. I think so. Because, I mean, um, look, there's going to be people who just want that, you know, all the different drama and storylines that are going on and just going to get themselves wrapped up in that and then they'll start naturally just watching the golf unfold too. I cannot wait for it. I think it, I love it. It's it, we, we we talked about this a bunch of times. We talked about comparing it to Hard Knocks and, and all this other stuff. Um, I know they did this with Formula One. You know, I love the behind the scenes stuff. We don't get to see it. And this is stuff Bryson was talking about, Rick, uh, with uh, Rick Shields on his podcast, saying this is the reason why he does his own YouTube channel so that his fans can see what you don't get to see out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wanted. You know? He was saying even more control over his own messaging because. As it stands, and I think this was big part of the beef that that Phil had was that the PGA Tour mm-hmm. pretty much owns everything that happens at these events, content wise. Right. Uh, they anything that goes out goes through the PGA Tour. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. But you know what would be kind of cool? I was thinking more so on this. Imagine miking up the guys at the Ryder Cup. Oh yeah, I guarantee yeah. you they will. How great would that be? You got kids, like, all right, Sergio, you up, buddy? You know, like just doing his thing, like back and forth, wait, and the, and wait, the wait, heated wait. arguments. Can we talk about? Why wasn't Kiz on the 2021 Ryder Cup team? He got snubbed. I remember the whole controversy. Like yeah. Everyone thought he should have been on it. Well, going back to what we are saying, his match play record, I think he's a guy who's got to be in the conversation as a well, captain's pick. definitely going to be on the President's Cup this year. Yeah, you know, I mean, no the question. way he played uh, you know, in Austin, I think he's definitely got to be in the yeah, conversation. Plus, he's got a couple wins under his belt coming. I got a feeling he's knocking on the door. Yeah. So, but cool. But let me ask you this. Like, other guys on tour, you want to see him mic'd up? Who, who would be funny? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I know Poulter's going to be bringing some fire. That guy always has hysterical stuff. I think guys like Tyrell Hatton. He's the, the, the angriest guy on tour. Yeah, yeah. If you, you get some gold. Button, I mean, it's Netflix. They might just let it fly. You get some gold. I, I think... Uh, oh, they'll definitely let it they're fly. They're going to let it all fly. Yeah. I think a guy who you'd love to see mic'd up would be Justin Thomas because I think, uh, A, just seeing his personality out there at events, he's a funny guy, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Um, but I think he might be a little gun shy of it. I and I think say, some I of them would be. be. Like, look what happened to him. You know, he said he said the wrong thing and lost his sponsor. Some guys um, might be. There's no doubt in my mind that when these guys are mic'd up, they're going to be aware of it yeah. and they're going to be a little more filtered. I have a feeling yep. that this Netflix series could usher in a new like era for golfers and just kind of being able to be themselves a little bit more. Um, and I think these brands are going to see that yeah. these guys like – they're going to get more out of these guys for them being like themselves sure. without like putting on a fake like corporate appearance. Like, I, I don't know. That's just my take. I think that after this Netflix series comes out, we might see a little bit more le- like obviously no like racist or homophobic slurs or of anything. Course, like that's right. never going to be okay. But yeah, I think just being a little bit more just themselves. Like, I think that's, gonna it'll be, be cool. And they'll know they're mic'd up. So they'll, maybe they'll give yeah, us a I little mean, look, something. Who doesn't enjoy a little personality? I think we all, the, the after round interviews that get a little you, bit dry sometimes. Yeah. Or you, you just kind of half watch them, but it, it's always can, like to see a little personality. Yeah, absolutely. Case in point was remember um, when JT and Roy were talking about his obsession with dominoes. Yes. 
and they got the whole thing on. Th- and there was something that was just clean fun, good, clean, clean fun, like, and it was, was relatable. We could relate. I think everybody, you know, here's a guy who's, you know, Roy McIlroy has got more money than any of us can ever think of. Right. Could buy any food he wanted. And right. He's talking about how, how Domino's great is Domino's really great is. in a pinch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And we just like, all of a sudden there, he becomes so relatable. It's great. I think, yeah, stuff like the that. The two for great. one carryout deal. Yeah. There you go. And speaking of relatability, you see this thing with Ben Martin. My heart like broke for the I guy. Know. You just feel for him. It shows you how tough this game is, huh? <sighs> he, and like you know, your whole he, life he is broke on the down. Line. Like talk about in an interview, he these guys try to keep it straight, and and he broke down. His caddy jumped in and and, and kind of saved him a little bit there. But again, you can't hold it against guy. Relatable, you know. He hasn't won in tour on tour in over seven years. He had the thirty six and fifty four hole lead, but then yeah. just couldn't hold on to it down the stretch, and just he got choked up in even the media to a playoff. Tent. I think he missed a putt and everything. It's just. It just shows you how difficult of a grind it can be in this game. And, and again, it just shows you when these guys are on top and they're in form, how rare that truly yeah. is. It was tough. I mean, he was in a press conference. A reporter asked him a question. He immediately went into a pause and you could tell he was starting to break up. It took him like 45 good seconds to compose himself. Yeah. He just kept saying this, like, I need a second. And then his caddy, this is like ultimate caddy job. He came up onto the stage, threw his arm on him, was like, hey, it was fun. Yeah. He had fun out there. He said, I loved every minute loved of it. I loved every minute of it. And like, I know that doesn't help, but it helped a little bit in the moment and it was cool to see. Yeah. And, you know? and look, again, it's just so relatable. How many times have you had it where you put a lot of pressure on yourself to play a good round and you're not even playing on the PGA Tour. You're playing Sunday with your buddies. Yeah. You know, but maybe the pressure is that you hadn't played with any of the guys in a while and you wanted to play well and you play terrible. And the first thing you want to do is just get out of there, throw your bag in the car and drive away. Yeah. But these mm-hmm. guys, they've got to get up there with a microphone in their face and talk about it. Not only did you just experience it that you just fell apart, you know, at the end after holding the lead for that long, but now you've got to talk about it. You got to feel for this guy. Yeah, you do. You know, it's a tough thing to do. You got to. Because we, we don't, like you said, we don't really witness those tough heartbreaks because we're just weekend warriors. Right. Because for us, it's how tough of a heartbreak it is where you lost, <laughs> lost 50 cents where the skins last week. You know what yeah, I mean? It's right. not the same. Some of these guys are playing for their career. They're playing to to hold on to their their tour card and be able to continue to do what they love. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. When your whole fa- you got a family, your life's on the line. Remember that you got to win to survive. Yes, <laughs> that's their life. That's win or survive. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing. All right, let's take a quick break there. Let's do a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll hop back in talking about some of the other big stuff in the news this week, including talking about Tiger. Will he or won't he be at the Masters this He's year? He's at Augusta today. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a good sign. All right, let's do a quick word from our sponsors. All right, guys, the evolution of the T-Series advances titleists even further in their mission to produce the best irons in the world. New materials, new processes, and new refinements power precision that must be felt to be believed. Each model is an instrument of exacting performance passed from Titleist R&D and Tor Pros to you, the Titleist T-Series. We've got the chance to experience them. If you didn't get a chance to watch our fitting video from last summer, it was a true eye-opener just seeing when you see that technology match up with a player Mm -hmm. and how that you can get fit and really dialed in with the t100 t100s t200 t300 there is something in there for every golfer especially when you're with a good fitter who knows how to mix and match it is a, a, as they say, a, feel, a feeling that you have to experience firsthand to believe. They're precision made, precision played, and you can learn more at Titleist.com. You were just a, a couple of statistic, point, statistic points away from walking out of there with the T100s. Yes, the last it, was it, was it was close. It was close. And a little you bit of, fit. you know, like personal preference comes in there. And like a good yeah. fitter is worth their weight in gold of walking you through that. Yeah, yeah, big time. And guys, we just want to thank FootJoy. I've talked about these on the last episode. I love them so much. Going to talk about them again, the Premier Series. Now, I know they're coming out with some new great shoes, the Fuel, the Pro SL Carbons, which we've been rocking through uh, the Innisbrook Series. But let's not forget about those classy Premier. I love them. Cannot wait to break them out again. JT um, looked good in them. He really did. Yeah, you saw that? It's classy. Yeah, classy I love them. I love comfort. the look. You know? It's like a classic look, but like a modern take on it. That's just it. The modern take on a classy look. Cam Smith, JT, Homa, Horschel, Adam Scott, Webb, Palter, many, many more. The collection has so many of the design and material characteristics that one would expect with a classically styled shoe. 
from that premium waterproof leather and the natural leather that just kind of welts. I mean, it's it's great details. It exudes craftsmanship. I think they're like probably the classiest golf shoe out there. But again, that sporty feel. There's nothing about them that are uncomfortable. Yeah, I wore mine the entire uh, Vermont series. Uh, we played a lot of golf. Loved it. I think he uh, did Pinehurst number two and Tobacco Road. And I did. You know, I did thirty six holes. Yeah. They, Why not? They don't. They just they're sneaky comfortable. Sneaky comfortable. You know, amazing they, traction. Yeah. Great stability. Uh, they're lightweight with the modern twist. So you can learn more about the Premier Series by visiting FootJoy.com. Yeah, and we also want to talk a little bit about Precision Pro. Like, I'll let you dive into this, but uh, we had an incredible experience with the yeah. R1, uh-huh. and we've been working with the A Smart Speaker. We are. Um, but We're excited. Innisbrook, uh, I'm really excited with how they performed for us. They really did, and Golficity is proud to partner with Precision Pro Golf this year. We're going to be doing a ton with those guys this mm-hmm. year. And the two products of theirs that we have right now in bag that we're using, uh, R1 Smart Rangefinder, did a whole video on that, and the Ace GPS Speaker did another video on that, too. Yes. We had so much fun with both of them. Uh, we put them through the ringer through 90 holes down at Innisbrook over three days, and like I said, we do have a lot planned with those guys, including giveaways. Uh, we're going to be giving away a lot of products and maybe some custom Golficity products. Yeah. All right. Hint, so, hint. Keep an hint, eye hint. So um, some of my favorite features, real quick about the R1, which I love that Find My Precision Pro. Yeah, because you lose everything. I lose everything in life. <laughs> um, I need like Find My Car. I think I, they <laughs> made this for Mike. Yeah. They made it for me. Wind assist, GPS distances, my slope. And it, it kind of acts as your, your personal caddy. I mean, what about What do you like about A hundred percent. And then you get that my slope feature in the Ace speaker as well. Yes. I like the speaker. We had a little bit of fun with it when we were out there being able to play some music. But I think if you guys didn't get a chance to check out our video, the most important takeaway here is that these are truly smart GPS devices in that you go into the app, you enter in all your personal launch data, how far you hit a ball, launch angles, things like that, stuff that you can get, as we mentioned, in a good fitting or working on a launch monitor. But once you have that in there, it becomes like your personalized caddy. And instead of just the slope being adjusted for you know in, you know uphill or downhill, it is now taking into effect the way you hit the ball. It's taking in, as you said, weather. Yeah, how cool it is, is that? A, it is a brilliant device, and it's pounding out a number that'll tell you hey it's 150 but given all these factors it plays like 157 and i'll tell you what we relied on it in Innisbrook, and i was genuinely impressed we're going to be using it all season long giving you guys some feedback on it so stay tuned you'll see more in our videos and as mike said we've got some really exciting co- stuff coming with precision pro we do and don't forget to use the code golficity at checkout they'll knock 20 bucks off and they are doing a mega sale starting tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day the podcast is coming out march 31st april 1st starts their season opening sale. So go check out precisionpro.com. Get it, man. Get, get it. in. Get ready for the season. Season's coming. All right, let's get back into it. Um, I know, Mike, here, you had a. Uh, I saw this hypothetical, hypothetical yeah. online. I wanted to just bring it to your touch because this is interesting. It actually made me think a little bit, and it's real easy. Would you rather play a round of golf with lunch afterwards? I love how they throw lunch. Lunch. In. Sweeten the deal. You with know what? Because you know he's not going to talk to you on the course. <laughs> so would you rather do that with Tiger at Medlist, his course that he plays, uh, or play in the field at the u.s open that's just like a random we got frank the amateur who got in off a weird exemption so off a hypothetical exemption hypothetical exemption so what would you rather do and if you need time to think about I it i don't need time to okay, think about got, it i'm playing with tiger okay well, i have no I, business in the u.s open i yeah, have no i don't know, it man. would be a you see the way that these courses play at the u.s open I would be a disaster. It would be you wouldn't a want to experience walking it though? embarrassment. It would be a cool experience walking up to the first tee and thinking my name is in the field at the U.S. Open. But from that first tee shot until that last putt drops, it would be. A, a, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm thinking about whoever they they pair with me that day. I feel bad I'm like, for that hey, person. Sorry, yeah, they uh, put you kid. by yourself. I think. Uh, I, I'm just gonna <laughs> hold out my eighth shot here. That's uh, I'll true. let you wait for me. Yeah, at a U.S. Open, you'd probably be going driver, driver, like five Some iron. of these yeah. holes, they play so long. The, the but let me sweeten the deal. I shots to get out of the rough at the U.S. Open. Let me sweeten the deal. You could vlog the U.S. Open. You can't oh, vlog with Tiger. Nice. You can't. I'm, I'm putting a spin on no it. cameras? No, I'd still... <laughs> Tiger I'd, experience has to be probably the best. Yeah. That's what you could I, tell I your think, kids. And, and it's, it's a... it's a, it's a You talk about stories. I'd be able, you know, be able to tell people you played nine holes with Tiger versus, hey, I played in the U.S. Open. I mean, that's great. But if you didn't earn the spot in the U.S. Open... Yeah. I think, I think the... The best part about being able to tell people you played in the U.S. Open is that you earned a spot in it. Okay. If I just That's got fair. the old golficity exemption, yeah, I don't think it's going to hold water. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, the, you, you, I was all on the U.S. Open side, but you kind of... <laughs> I talked you out of it. You talked me out of it because now I'm thinking like, yes, it would be a disaster. I mean, obviously you get the TV time. You could have that forever. You and want I was, that TV time? I want to be on... They're like, well, come I back to, to Mike. We're cutting to <laughs> this guy. Rock. I don't even... They're, they're shuffling. I don't even know his name. Hold on. The rest... <laughs> he's now let the rest of the group go back. They're actually the first time someone's ever played through someone at the U.S. Open. <laughs> I kind of let somebody let the guys behind him play through. Could you imagine my four compilation from those two rounds? <laughs> You're standing in the fairway, going, "Come on, you you can play through." I haven't mine in the rough. I haven't found it yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Right, I'm sticking with. You play with Matsuyama and be like, "Should we let these guys behind yeah, yeah. him? Should we let them? Should we let them?" <laughs> yeah, no. Stick oh. with the tiger thing. Oh my god. That's great. All, All right. right. Speaking of Tiger. Speaking of. So rumors have been spreading about Tiger gearing up for Augusta. Um, Still in the field. What we had heard from, from a very valid source this week was that uh, his last decision to be made, and you talked about this. I remember you brought this up on a previous episode, was stamina-wise walking. Could he do it? Because we know we could swing. We saw him do it at the PNC. But can he play? And a big part of that is walking. So I, what he was doing, he was headed to Augusta to walk 18. He's still laughing about Sorry. it. Well, walk first, 18 and say. First, first was the medalist yeah. with Joey. Yes. When Joey's in town, things are serious. And, and I think the, the most important thing to underline there is seeing walking medalist. Because he had been swing. taking a And car. there was video. There was video of him swinging. There there was video of him. But I'm, what I'm saying, but what I'm honing in on is walking, walking because up. I think that he he had played, you know, in that event with his son. But remember, there were carts. Right. And that kind of helped get it through. Now, that was all the way back in November. Right. What really came down to was, would the leg hold up to walking? Well, and so when you see him out there walking golf courses again, I think that's super promising. Well, here's the good news. Medalist is no treat, man. He's walking medalist and then two days later going up to Augusta to walk that. He must be feeling okay. If he walked medalist and he was hurting and he's back in bed taking some painkillers, he's going to be like, guys, scratch it. We're done. Well, yeah. I don't even know if they let him near painkillers anymore. <laughs> Tylenol. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever but, it is uh, to make him feel a little better. No, but I, <laughs> yes. what I had said in a previous you know, episode was I said, in, if we saw what we saw out of him in November, yeah. mm -hmm. I think you take that six months additional of rehab, I think he's going to be there where he can, I think we're going to see him play. Yeah, I think he wants to play, but these guys like him, I've heard even Freddie Couples in a recent interview saying, when are you going to hang it up? And he said, if I'm playing well, I'm never going to give it up. But if I'm playing like crap, I'm not going to show up. Yeah, yeah. That's Tiger's mentality. So if Tiger knows he could do it, he'll be I there. I also am still a firm believer that Tiger and his team, uh, where we all want to just see him with the epic, big, immediate comeback win. I don't think, I think we think that way as fans. I don't think Tiger and his team think like that at not all. Not at all. We heard another thing through you know different sources saying that his sights are set on the 2023 Masters. No doubt, Tiger's sights in general are set on majors. Mm -hmm. Great to get a win on P on the PGA Tour again, all that stuff. But he wants to get, he's still in hyper competitive. He still wants to add to his majors list. <laughs> Right, so I think he's he does if he does play this year, miracle, unbelievable if he wins. But I think he's just he'd be doing it, get it back out there, get that one, you know, out, get it, you know, you know, under the belt, so to speak, and then set the sights a year from now, fully recovered, come at, uh, you know, I like it for a win in twenty twenty three. I love it, and I think and Zach and I were talking earlier this morning, and we were saying if Tiger wins the Masters, if he plays and wins this year, is the goat debate over? I'll tell you, I, for me, it's it depends be. on the, it's, I think no matter what, it's going to be the, the, the depend on the person. Because to me, the, the debate has always been over. I think the Tiger's the greatest to ever play the game. There you go. I understand all of the, the, the people and the points that are made about Jack, but I think what happens is people get entrenched one or the other. Yep. And they just say they, they it just keeps it's they generational keep going. too. I think so too. I think the only thing that would take that away is that is is the the camp who always says that the one thing they keep coming back to is Jack has more majors total number win i think if tiger was able to do that and and match or beat that record it would take that one bit of ammo away but there's people who loved jack's style of play yeah. and what he did for the game in his generation and there's people who loved what tiger have done in his generation i just think our generation our age-wise matches more up with tiger we saw it more firsthand yeah so you're right i don't know i feel like if tiger comes back after his injury and after the doctors told him that he potentially wasn't going to be able to walk again he might have lost a leg amputation yeah. was on uh, like on the board like i think if he comes back and wins it's just going to be the greatest story in 
all of sports basically of all time. It's a huge story, no doubt. But I mean, look at these guys, these, these competitors, winners, these winners win, man. Look at look, ever Google and look at the pictures from Hogan's car crash. I got hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah, honestly, literally. Honestly, they, and yeah. those old cars, I don't know how they got him out of it. His yeah. legs were crushed. Yeah. He came back and won. He came and back and won. Some of these guys, it's just how they do it. They've got something in them, some fire it's that, that the, the fire. rest of us just don't have. There's I don't that know. fire. By the way, Zach, go back to your 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 video. I, I one of these days I want to get. Can we put the sim on in the background and see like Pebble Beach flowing behind you? I don't like looking at that gray. There it is. I don't like looking at that gray screen. He looks like a hostage. He does, right? <laughs> He's got a green screen on the left and just a dead simulator screen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, hey, it'll be interesting to see. I think, honestly, I'll say this. If he does play, if he, if we get an announcement in the coming days that Tiger's in the field, the internet is going to, it's just, it's going to be a wild party. The ratings are going to be the best ever anywhere on anything. You got to think, no matter what, the Masters gets ratings, but you got to think that, that, that the crew in charge of that has their fingers, toes solidly crossed the Tigers in it because you know it, it, it bumps it up another level. It definitely it does. does. I think, by the way, next, guys, next week we're going to be doing an incredibly Masters-themed, packed podcast episode. Green Jackets are coming out. I think in honor of, uh, is it next week? Yeah. It is next week. Next week. You're looking at me like the schedule's way off. No, I'm You're giving me something that. else. Okay, he has something else to get. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. I think second. we go, uh, we get some Sapporo and sushi. We've got to celebrate the, the, the past champs okay. di- dining. Did we see his dinner yet? Did we see his I didn't yet? see it. I didn't. Th- I don't think they released it yet. But I would love to get, get some Japanese food in here. It'd be nice. Yeah, you know, big sushi guy. Uh, yeah, we'll get some. We'll get some sushi. I don't know if I go pimento cheese for the episode. Come mm. on, I love a good pimento cheese. You can have both in one day. Well, okay, can. are you kidding? All right, of course I can. But what I'm thinking about, you talk about the ratings. Yep. Did you see the stat that came out that the uh, the PNC where Tiger played it with his with his son, which is uh, you know kind of a little bit more of oh, a. Yeah. You know, the hit and giggle. Yeah, what it, it wouldn't call it a super serious event, but it had a higher viewership than the Open Championship did. They yes, in total correct. View. Now, I understand the argument that everyone made was also the time difference for the Open, because being overseas here in the states, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. it's, it, you don't get as high viewership naturally because it's on early in the morning, not right, prime right. time. But it just shows you how much Tiger changes things when it comes to ratings so i think it'll be through the roof if he i plays. think it's gonna be incredible it, it's gonna be incredible it's it. gonna be it's gonna be even bigger than the oscars and and frank's gonna tell you in a minute why he thinks the whole entire will smith thing was fake and you know what <laughs> i'm starting to see some other people who are saying the same i thought i was the only one i thought i was the only crazy one who said that that will smith it's, slap it's is fake. sounds more and more fake the more you're talking i think about it's it. fake i think it's fake but first yeah. quickly we're going to talk about other stuff uh, that's trending, yeah. Jay Moynihan. So Monahan, PGA Tour Commish, what happened? So he he first time spoke about it, said it was unacceptable what was happening uh, on that 16th at the waste management well, where first, all the beer cans got thrown. First off, it is the waste management open. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, the main sponsor is... <laughs> well, like, look, I think that but, the PGA Tour and, and in general, a lot of it, they have to pick a path here to a certain correct. extent because there's no denying that that event benefits off of the vibe that it's created of being the biggest party on grass, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I know what people are going to say. They're going to say, yes, you can party without being irresponsible and throwing things out there. Again, I said, I don't think it's the most harmful thing. In a world of a lot of bad things could happen out there, I don't think it's the most harmful thing. They cleaned it up in five minutes. And honestly, you'd have to be... You have to really plead your case for me to believe that those plastic and aluminum bottles are making because they're not we're not serving glass bottles right. anymore. I don't think are going to make any type of impact on the course. People talked about making dents. I mean, a full one, but who's throwing a full? All one? right, I don't know. And it's, by then, by the time it hits the green, it's I doubt it's full. It's all right. coming flying out. <laughs> right. I don't know. I understand, but on the same token, I feel like it was it was a moment of passion that gri- gripped people. Holding ones don't happen there that often. I think we had a three or four year drought between them. People aren't throwing beer cans the second somebody hits it close. It's when yeah. it's a hole in one. Right. And what was the other? Feel thing? free to argue with me. I don't know. What was the other thing about Harry Higgs? Yeah. So Harry Higgs and oh, Joe Damon. He. Uh, Monahan was like, you know, that's not exactly the best look for the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, just like I think he just has to. Say guy's that, so though. soft. <laughs> like, and you know, I, I had like, said, did you think those guys got hit with secret fines? That they, we I think they had to have. Yeah, I think they if had to if have. Monahan's saying that it needs to be addressed for the future, so that 
stuff like this doesn't happen again. It's like, are you kidding me, dude? Those were literally the most viral moments from the tournament. Without that tournament, I wouldn't have even known that the Wampo was happening. Right. And I think time and place, read the room. I think it's like if you've done a lot of marketing and everything else that that created a vibe that this is a party and this is the event that's the, that everybody gets to cut loose. You know, I still hate it when they killed it where the caddies weren't allowed to run anymore. Yeah. Remember they used to have the caddy races they didn't want anybody to get hurt. You got hurt during the caddy race. I did get hurt in the caddy that? race. You really hurt yourself. Yes, I did. We caddy raced. Yes. And I, I put we myself ran full in a back speed spasm. with a bag of golf clubs on our back. Yeah. And you had back spasms. But again, I'm not I'm not an, an elite. No, athlete some of these caddies like these aren't guys. in that shape but, either. <laughs> no, whatever. Look, I, I think I still think that like you you've you've created and very much benefited off of making the vibe there a party. I think if a guy wants to like have a little bit of fun on that one hole, they're not doing it on the first tee. Right. It's, it's, it's not where everywhere. The, the, the stadium's happening. They got they got the crowd and they're riled up. I'm all for and it. You're having a little bit of fun. Have I'm fun. all for it. But uh, I don't think there's anything in it that was in any way demeaning to golf or anything like that. Whatever. I don't know. I think and I I guarantee- said, he's got to say certain things and that's why he says yeah. it. But I guarantee you that this event probably gave more f- fan new fans yeah. and more new followers than any other event besides probably tiger coming back at the masters like if tiger comes back that would probably be the only thing that would be like bigger yeah, i, I know, think it was tiger wildly relatable and like i said when you turn on that event you know what you're in for like yeah. it's a you don't you don't expect like i said if 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 the waste management is 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 the party you go to saturday night and then you know the Masters is church you attend on Sunday morning. That's, that's the they way have, to put it. They might be the same people. You know, I see you Saturday <laughs> night, I see you Sunday morning, but it's just a different, a different vibe yeah. and it's a different, you know, you just read the room and, and let let diff- each thing should have its own place. Right. You know? Right. If the PGA Tour stops this from happening, do you think at the first Super League event they're just handing out beers for people it'll say on the bottle throw throw yeah (laughs) honestly i do think that that if the pga tour really tamps down on on people having that kind of fun and stuff like that you will see some competitor arise even if it's not this you know you know saudi league if it's something else some other event like we see like even the match where guys are mic'd up something that gives a little bit more of that's closer to the type of golf you see on sunday with the boys mm-hmm. you know what i mean just because it's got a clear audience it's it's there the audience is there so i don't know um but anyway the other the other big story you know kind of a rules thing we saw was this shot clock violation now this one was you know it wasn't on the pga tour no this was european tour right right and it was but what would happen was Basically, you had a situation where um, Matthew Jordan, he's mm-hmm. playing the Qatar Masters, mm-hmm. lost ball. You got three minutes to find it. Doesn't find it in the three minutes. They found it in like the fourth minute. They kept looking though. I, I think <laughs> yeah. a fan or somebody. I don't know. God, I wasn't found watching it, it, so I couldn't tell you exactly. But someone found it like immediately after the time clock was up. And he, had, he never kind of recovered from the penalty. Okay. The lost ball, you've got to go back and hit it from you know wherever you you hit the ball. It's a tough one because I see every way which way we seem to try to speed this game up. And mm-hmm. the one thing now is changing this shot clock, so to speak, from five minutes down to three. You got three minutes to find a ball. Usually, it's not an issue in the professional events because there are enough spectators right. that they find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was particularly errant, but um, I, I just don't know. It, it's a tough one. That's a, it's a tough rule. pill. This three swallow. minutes, it's gone. It's gone. When are, when are they going to start you know, GPS tracking these balls? Yeah, they should. I mean, a shot link. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but here's my here's my take though. Like, you know, it's funny. We think about this when we're out there. We'll lose a ball. We'll drop, take penalty, and then we'll find it. Be like, yeah, I found it. I'm just gonna hit this I'm one. Gonna do this. And one. we're like, there's uh, a very uh, right. relaxed loosening Go of ahead. the rules. <laughs> yes, especially there where we really do want to speed up play. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got a lot of guys out there. You know, you're playing your Saturday morning round, and you, you know you got pressure to to get back home and get things. So you right. try to get your yeah, round done really constraints. quick. And we're all under this kind of like same silent agreement that mm-hmm. it's just like move right now. But that being said, again, I don't I I think that that's just for your fun casual round. Mm-hmm. If you're entering your handicap, I don't believe in doing that. I only enter my handicap on rounds where I feel like we've played it. We've played it the way we should play it, the rules. Not this kind of like just fun, as Tiger says, hit and giggle rounds. But Mm -hmm. um, the three-minute rule, it's a tough one. But I think we're going to see more of this type of thing. I just think it's going to be a really 
really tough PR thing when it happens on a big event on a Sunday and we're trying to explain your shot clock is up three minutes yet you can't find it. Yeah. Three but minutes, it, but huh? it, I do believe that three minutes is three a minutes reasonable is a amount of time in a professional event where you got a lot of guys. I think, three, I think three minutes is not a lot when it's you and I playing. Sometimes in certain conditions, right. especially deep rough yeah. or when we play in the spring or the fall and mm-hmm. you got a lot of... I think you could be walking around a spot. There's nothing else there. It's not like you hit it in the lake. Right. And it's just like, it's here it, somewhere. You just, you're just, moving the grass to try to find it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's that's a struggle. Yeah. But I mean, it does kill a lot of time out there. It does, man. It does. Somebody will solve that problem. So it's not us. <laughs> not us. But anyway, so yeah, you mentioned before, uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock. If we get anything out of this at the Oscars, it's all the memes. The, the memes. memes have been flying. <laughs> Three putting and me. There Look at is. some of these. I mean, they're great. Shooting my personal best in front, slicing OB on 10. That, one's, oh, that one hits home too that hard. Home. Yep. Splits the fair with the provisional. Hey, I found your first ball. It's over here behind the tray. <laughs> it just yeah, keeps keep coming. Going it just keeps going. coming. Look at them. But uh, I tell you, my take on this, I think it was staged. Mm-hmm. And I've started to hear in the last couple of hours, people, other people coming out saying the same thing. I think that what you had was an Oscars that was in dramatic decline with viewership. Mm -hmm. I think none of us would be talking about the Oscars today if it wasn't for this. Mm -hmm. I think they're both actors. And I think in my, my kind of summary pitch here is I think it's, it ended up being a publicity stunt that was good for both of them. Yep. Cause Chris Rock is going to be going out on a tour. And I think this makes him edgy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He said something that enough to get slapped. He's going to get more people to come see it. So to hear what he has to say about the story. Exactly. And I think Will Smith, the way he can do it is he can say it was a defensible act. It's not like he's just beating up on a guy, but it's because he said something inappropriate about his wife. So I think there was a meeting. I think it was a sit down be like, Hey, you're both going to come out of this looking good. And everyone's going to be talking about the Oscars. You're going to walk up and slap him. Mm-hmm. We're going to cut it for U.S. television right before you drop the F-bomb, and we're going to let it play out on the, on, on the, in the places where we're allowed to say it. Uh-huh. That's my take. The only thing that I could throw into that fire is the fact that he assaulted somebody on television. But and he, unless but they the, come re, Where's out, the repercussions? The repercussions are is that if nobody says anything that it was staged, we're going to assume it wasn't, and we're all going to assume that he physically... Okay, but then if that, you're just driving my case home because... If we all are assuming that he assaulted someone on television, then where are the repercussions? Why do we not hear? Well, Chris Rock, Chris, Chris Rock is never going to press charges because he's a comedian. And if a heckler comes up on stage because of something you said and hits right. you, it doesn't show. You just lose like your comedian he card. Made, yeah, he made the joke. He understood. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was true assault, you would think that there would be some sort of repercussion. And to help your case, they didn't throw him out. They, they gave him the reward. The award. Right. And he comes off looking in some people's eyes a little bit like a hero for defending his wife. The tears are because he's an actor. Yeah. These are actors. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I've even watched the slap back. And I, to me, it looks like, like, he barely touched like, like WWE. Yeah, one of those. Like a really sound good. You know, sound, like, but he just, I don't know. Because he didn't punch him. He didn't punch him. He goes up there and slaps him. Played out, dude played Ali and didn't even punch him. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I don't know. I think that's why I think it was so staged, and I think he like his whole like. But it, is Chris Rock going to keep the narrative forever that Will Smith did this to me? Why like, wouldn't how do you he? play it out forever? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? They're going to both take this to the bank. Yeah, because he's gonna he's gonna be again the edgy comedian who could he can make endless material off of this. Yeah. All right. Well, I got an idea for our next video, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't know why like, he's gonna walk up and slap me on the first hole. <laughs> like Chris Rock should have immediately after getting slapped just come back with some fire. Alan Will Smith and his no, but I like, think like, it, that's what makes that it look point, so real. They have his stunnedness. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You guys uh, tell us. I mean, we're, we've now way dive. You know, yeah, we're way got off, off the, the track for, for golf. But uh, I don't know. I think it was fake. We'll see what happens. <laughs> We'll, we'll see. What else we got? Another- what wasn't fake yeah, this <laughs> was the most relatable thing we're going to talk about on the podcast today was this guy who baked himself a 96 cake. So if you guys are watching this, we'll put the, the graphic up. Love he, the bunker. By the way, terrific job at the cake. Terrific job. I don't never seen a green as like a half moon crescent. Yeah. They said, this is the vibe we all need. The guy who breaks 100 for the first time bakes himself a 96 cake. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I've said it before on the podcast. You want to become better at golf, celebrate your wins. Like we all like, you know, are so like, you feel like you haven't accomplished anything in golf until you've like broken 80 or whatever. Forget it, man. 
You broke 90. You <laughs> broke 100. Yeah. Whatever you did, you broke 120 for the first time. Whatever it is. Get out Celebrate there and pat yourself on the back. It's a tough game. Remember when I baked a cake when we broke 10,000 Instagram followers? <laughs> I did. And I brought it to your house? Yeah. I tried to dig up the photo of it because I know we posted it. I couldn't find it. But hey, celebrate it. Funny thing about Mike, guy makes a mean banana bread. Yeah, it's good. We need a hundred k banana bread when we hit it. What did I'll you, make it. What did you guys do? I'll make it. Uh, do it when like first time you broke one hundred. What like did you do anything or were you just psyched? I think it was just psyched, psyched, yeah. psyched. And then even I mean, even remember where I broke ninety at Essex Fields in Bloomfield. They took a photo on the final green. I remember where I broke eighty. Was with my dad and two, you know. So yeah, they're huge milestones. They're huge. They just are, and I think this guy handled it hilariously. Um, so that was a good one. And, and let's let's just before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit about the state of our own games, kind of give an update because now we're Can, we're. Go ahead. I was just going to say, have you guys seen the uh, Donald Trump hole in one? I saw it yesterday. Do you? you know, I see the aftermath going on, but does anyone actually have the shot? No one has. I the don't shot. think anybody has a shot. They just have him walking up to it. He but hit Ernie L's one eighty five iron or hit a five iron one eighty, and I don't know. Twitter was just going off. It was hilarious. Of I was just like are. the Twitter reactions were so nobody's funny. buying it. Nobody's had buying it. Ernie L's in the photo holding up a one. Yeah, but one guy think, wasn't holding. How a much ball? was Ernie paid to stand? I don't no, know. I I don't think Ernie would have faked. I don't it. think he would have faked it. He would have said nah. He in didn't. general, I don't think that there's enough motivation to fake that one. Yeah, I just don't. Like, right. what's the motive? What's like, the motivation? What is? Does Trump need more publicity? No, no. Right. the guy can do whatever he wants, and everyone's going to talk about. Anytime it. Anytime he steps on a golf course, any photo that's taken just goes viral. So, I mean, the only—if I want to put my truly cynical hat on—the only motivation I could think is that there's a lot of people who knock Trump and saying he's not as good a golfer as he says he is. Correct. So you could maybe say, make a play. Hey, let's stage this to show that I'm, he's a little bit better, but. That's a stretch. That's, That's a, a stretch. long stretch. Yeah. I don't know. Could have been real. Either way, there's plenty of guys in that foursome who could afford to buy plenty. the drinks. Yeah. <laughs> That's Absolutely. for sure. They Just could all afford to buy those drinks. <laughs> right. The Ernie L's in there too. Forget uh -huh. it. Yeah, that would that's wild. That's making circular. I hope somebody's got the from the T box. It'd be cool just to see the video if someone's got it other than just Secret the Service or something. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. yes, yeah. Secret Service has it. Um Anyway, let's talk real quick about the state of our own game because okay. we're finally making it back on the course. We played a little bit in um, Innisbrook, obviously, a couple weeks ago. Hope you guys are enjoying those videos. We have a lot of fun putting them together. If you're watching them, you know how much it beat us up. Always get beat up those first couple of rounds when you're starting to get back to the game. Uh, but you and I have done more, I would say, in our offseason working on our games than we've ever done before. Mm -hmm. We did our lessons with Ryan Hager. You're doing your regular uh overspeed training yeah. i've been working on this mm -hmm. sequencing thing that we've been working on how you feel about your game like we're gonna we're gonna head out there i think next week will be our first time starting to really start to play again you know i don't i don't know i mean i'll tell you right it's like a segment thing like if you ask me by segments how do you feel about your off the tee game i'm gonna say i feel phenomenal with driver in hand how do i feel on greens right now lost so yeah you know we'll see um but we're gonna be doing a fun challenge that a lot of our YouTube subs have been requesting, and it's something we haven't done ever. Never done it. It's no. a forward tease challenge. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, <laughs> hope we don't embarrass ourselves, but we're going to do forward tease at Bally Owen, which is, I love playing this course. It's a scorable course from the back tees because there are places you could bail out. There's no trees on the middle of the course. You know, when the, when the fescue's down, you could still it's hit an errant shot and score. And I feel like in that way, it's it's very Lynx feel in that it can be scorable, but it can also be deadly depending the on winds. the conditions of the day. Yeah, if it's windy up there, which usually it becomes like a fishbowl with wind up there on the mountain. Yeah, you you play Bally Owen um, in the summer with the fescue grown to its full effect mm -hmm. in a windy day, mm -hmm. and you could lose a dozen golf balls. Yeah. That's how can. difficult it could be. You can. So what I did the other night, Frank, there I went know. on xbox i played 2k1 and don't put it up yet for uh zag i'm gonna keep me in suspense a little bit but i played the forward tease challenge at balion they have balion by the way and it's it's perfect the graphics it's every hole to a t whoever, i love whoever the, designed the dedicated it. guys who go and put it, these it's amazing together. well throw that scorecard up there zach because i went low i shot a 47 <laughs> <laughs> look at those two parts you shot the a 47 no, for 18 holes here's the funny part go back to that scorecard you're gonna laugh even in a video game from the forward tees, that dreaded long 14th hole still got me. The one that dog legs left blind, you can't see the, the green on the left. If that's not proof that a hole gets in your head. Yes. We never guy, played that a, well. Even on a, a thing. But give me that scorecard one more time. But I how many eagles? One, through. two, three, so four, five. So he starts off with, with eagle, two eagle eight, out eagles, of the gate. Just a banger. Two and eagles. And I drove that second hole. 
By the way, I drove with like an eight iron. You had three eagles in the first five holes. Yep. But I'm so mad I had two pars on the back nine. But that that tenth hole, which we so love. This that maybe this game I'm a so little too I easy. Two pars on the back nine. <laughs> Dude shoots a 47. Yeah, is it this game been better. maybe a little too easy? Is there a way we can make this harder? <laughs> I don't know. Has it lost its fun? It for just you shows yet? you how good I am. A lot of those eagles came from chippings off the green. But I'll tell you something, man. The tenth hole, which we love that in real life, because yes. that's one that we get home into. Sometimes. That's a hugely reachable part. I five. went driver. I was off the green with like a thirty-yard chip shot. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe this will be true. Maybe we'll have this much fun. Now we're not going to go this low. How are you driving the ball 450 yards in that game? No, I'm not the power meter. How's no, this thing? My work? max drive. My my guy's like 330. But that hole plays like you cut that corner. You when do the front have to tees, really cut the corner. You cut. Oh yeah, I forgot you played it from the front tees. Yeah, it? yeah. Come on. Well, let's see what you do in real life when we play it. <laughs> let's play see those front tees. Let's see how many greens. But I'll drive. tell you what, I I've been working really hard on on making some changes to my swing and and. One thing that was encouraging for me is I heard someone say that when you're making a swing change, if it doesn't feel bad and awkward at first, then you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel a little bit better because I think that's a reason why a lot of us revert back to our old ways. Yeah. And right. they're saying like, it should feel awkward if, it, if it's, you know what I mean? You should have a very good reason for making that change, which is why I believe working with a coach rather than just doing whatever you tip you find mm-hmm. online. But- I think that once you know that it's the right change, just work through the fact that it's going to feel a little bit weird and awkward. Yeah, for sure. And one thing, and and I'll get more into this because I want to do a little bit more research on it, and I I, want to make sure that I've got all the information right because I I, I don't take credit for this whatsoever. I learned this. I was in one of my long, deep dive scrolls through YouTube. I just watch constant golf tips on YouTube. Right. (laughs) I just do. I love absorbing them. They're just, you know, whatever. But um, I had heard this one tip, and the one thing that I do when I really mess up and you, you saw it, if you're watching the Innisbrook series, you saw it a few times where I had some terrible shots and it's often because of the fact that I'm not confident in the club or it's a long distance or it's from the rough. And I feel like I need to subconsciously put a little extra into it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I get out of sequence and I rush with the hands and I start the swing with the hands, bringing the hands, you know, down quick and I slap at the ball. Well, I heard this one guy say, you know, well, what's the swing fault there is that too quickly the hands are coming down and towards the ball. Mm-hmm. So he said, whenever you're making a fault like that, think about what the opposite is and do that. Now, again, remember, this is a feel thing. They always talk about feel versus real. It's not necessarily what's happening, but it was what it feels right. like. So when I start my downswing, instead I try to feel like my hands are going up and away from the ball. And that just gives me that millisecond more time for my lower body to start Mm -hmm. instead of starting with the upper body. So I get to the top of that backswing and my only swing thought is up and away with the hands. So my hips start to turn and rotate and I feel like the hands are going up and away. In reality, they're probably staying where they are for like a millisecond longer. And what I find is that it allows my hands to drop in better and I'm a little bit more shallow with the club and I'm coming through and my timing is better. But it's such a change that it's not happening every time. And even, even if it is happening... It's not yet happening under pressure in real. Yeah, right. Because right now, all my practice is grinding it out at home. I've been trying, and I learned this from Kevin Sprecher. He said, whenever you're making a change with your swing, he said, you're much better off doing five minutes every day mm-hmm. than 30 minutes or 60 minutes once a week. Sure. Your body just Repetition. learns better. So what I just do is five to 10 minutes every day, I have the foam balls and a net in my basement, and I just try to feel that swing, and I just do it. I can get usually 25 to 30 swings in every day mm-hmm. until it starts to feel like second nature. It's going to take time. Sounds Even work with Hager. He, we were doing that in February. He said, if you do this every day, you probably won't feel comfortable with it in May, but maybe by June. Oh, wow. So Wow, okay. These, these changes take time. So take time. Stick mm-hmm. with them. That's what we're working on. Hopefully, it shows some results this year and we start to play a little better. Hopefully, man. It's right around the corner. But we're kicking it off with a forward like, tease challenge. I like that, though. I like coming out of the game. Now, forward. we're playing what? A two-man scramble? Is that our format for the forward tease? No, we're going heads up. We're going a heads up match from the forward tease. Yeah. Okay. We're going to see who can go the lowest. Okay. So then I would say then, I was going to say to I the- think it'd be ridiculous. We'll two, put up those numbers if we go scramble. That, yeah. The, the 47? Yeah. yeah, that's what we said about- That's what uh, we said, right. T- but TPC Tampa Bay was a whole We're nothing animal. if not optimistic. But it, what I was going to say was <laughs> drop your predictions for our scores in the comments. Uh, originally thinking it was a, a scramble, but if we it's could, not- dude, we, could, we could change it on the fly. 
We go scramble. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. But you guys can weigh in, too. Would you rather see us play a scramble from the forward tees with a one-score, two-man scramble, or would you rather see us play a stroke play or a match play match? Yeah. I'm curious to hear what you guys want to do. People are going to want to see the score. So it's got to be either a stroke play or it's got to be a scramble. Yeah. I'm thinking what we did when we did the – we played Patriot Hills from the tips, and we just did a straight-up match. Yes. Mm. But with a match – you don't always have a, a full 18-hole score. Obviously, you might not go 18 holes. Right. And if you win a hole, you got the guy can pick up. Right. So I think we got to put stroke in there somehow. Okay. We'll be, maybe we'll even put it to a poll. All right. I like that. People Let's do that. All right. That is everything we have for you guys. One thing I will say is just make sure you keep an eye on our main channel as well as social because we've got a lot of big giveaways right now. Giveaway AVX giveaway is live. You've got about a week or so left to enter that. Uh, and oh. also, we've got big giveaways yeah. planned with Precision Pro, who we mentioned earlier, uh-huh. Rap Soto. We've got some more carts that we're going to give away, some motorized carts. Some of those carts. expensive motorized golf carts. Yeah, this is the, another year of giveaway. And then Mike's got this idea of the war chest. Yeah, I want to run this idea. Let me know what you guys think, where we just show up and post up on like a par three with just a chest of all of the giveaway, of, of all the items we collect here in HQ and just challenge people to hit it close. Yeah. For them to reach in. And maybe we even put some stuff in it that's not that great. <laughs> you know, wah, wah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bucket of slime. Empty cup of coffee. <laughs> but that's Let's just a couple of ideas we got coming up. But guys, stay tuned. If you haven't subscribed to our main channel at Golficity, go and check it out. And this one too, the new podcast channel, uh, the Golf Podcast. Go check it out there. Yeah, and you're not going to want to miss because next week we'll be back with the Green Jackets, Big Masters special. And we're going to put the little like Azalea logo yeah, behind this. We're going to do it up. Just we're going to do it up. Okay, good. We're going to be psyched. But you can get to all the show notes from this week. Go to golfficity.com slash episode 421. And we'll see you next week at the Masters. That's right.